Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program of Adventist World Radio. Written and researched in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 683 for release on Sunday, March 27th, 2022. The first day of the A22 shortwave broadcast season. On WaveScan today, radio stations for the Navajo Nation in the United States. Vatican Radio adds new broadcasts for Russia and Ukraine. And our Australian DX report from Bob Padula. Historians suggest that the ancestors of the Navajo Nation arrived in what is now the continental United States around 1,500 years ago, and they settled in areas that are within the American states of Arizona, Utah, and New Mexico. The Navajo people are the largest native tribe in the United States, with a membership around 400,000 on a reservation measuring around 25,000 square miles. Here's Ray Robinson now with our report on radio stations for the Navajo Nation. Thanks, Jeff. Along with other waves of migration, the original Navajos came from Siberia across the Bering Straits into Alaska and subsequently south into the wide open spaces of North America. When European migrants began to arrive in North America 500 years ago, it's estimated that the native population may have been as high as 4 million people. North American linguists inform us that the Navajo language is very complicated and irregular and it's very difficult for people to learn who haven't grown up in the tribal environment. The language uses several consonant sounds that have no equivalent in English and there was no written form of the language until the late 1930s. That's why the Navajo code talkers served in the Pacific during World War II. With the use of code words in the Navajo language, they were able to communicate very quickly and very accurately by radio without anyone else understanding the content of the message. War historians state that around 400 code talkers served in the American forces during the four years of the Pacific War, usually in pairs. This is an example of one of the Navajo code talker messages. Forgive the music bed, but that was the best example we could find. The use of radio had an appeal to the Navajo in the pre-war years, and there were occasions when a tribal scene was enacted depicting the use of a receiver. For example, in October 1924, a photo was published in Radio News showing a Navajo mother with her baby at the rim of the Grand Canyon, listening to a broadcast on a radio receiver. Two years later, another photo was shown in which the Navajo princess, Little Bluebird, was listening to the family radio outside the simple family dwelling. In June 1937, the Indian Service of the Department of the Interior installed four radio transmitters in the Navajo Reservation. Station KTGM, with half a kilowatt on 2994 kilohertz, was installed at Window Rock in Arizona. 
Three additional transmitters at 100 watts each were installed at Tuba City and Cayenta in Arizona and at Shiprock in New Mexico, all apparently on the same channel, 2994 kHz. These transmitters with accompanying receivers were all in use for official communications. However, three years later, the local government authorities implemented a series of programme broadcasts containing local information and news that were presented over the main station in this small shortwave network. Station KTGM on the subsequent channel 2852 kHz with a quarter of a kilowatt began the broadcast of this new programming in September 1940 in the Navajo language at 1pm on Saturdays and in English on Tuesdays at 8pm. Receivers were set up at various locations throughout the reservation for the benefit of nearby listeners. Soon afterwards, some of the nearby medium wave stations began to include suitable programming in their regular scheduling for the benefit of the Navajo people in the twin languages English and Navajo. Foremost among these medium wave stations are two in New Mexico and one in Arizona. Our brief station profile on each of these three stations in chronological order begins with KGAK in Gallup, New Mexico. That station was inaugurated with 250 watts on 1230 kHz on February 9, 1945. Subsequently, their operating channel was modified to 1330 kHz with an increase of daytime power to 5 kilowatts. The main studios have been located at 401 East Coral Avenue in Gallup, New Mexico. Station KNDN is located at Farmington, New Mexico. It was inaugurated on August 1, 1957, although initially under a different call sign as KWYK, with 1 kilowatt on 960 kHz. Over the years, their studios have been installed at three consecutive locations in Farmington, at 418 West Broadway, at 203 South Commercial, and then at 1515 West Main. For nearly half a century, the power level at KNDN has been 5 kilowatts, still on the same frequency of 960 kilohertz. The station slogan is All Navajo, All the Time, and they're generally formatted with American country music and commercials in both Navajo and English. Clayton Homes of Farmington wants to welcome you home down Nila. Hawanin di Dustin Snip does it unnagan. They in Shido Lesita Accord Zeda Nila. You're listening to the All Indian Blowtorch of the Four Corners, 9.60 a.m., KNDN, Farmington, New Mexico. The third Navajo medium wave station is KTNN, which was inaugurated at Window Rock, Arizona on 660 kHz, with the maximum power of 50 kilowatts on February 26, 1986. This station is owned and operated by Navajo personnel, and the letters TNN in the call sign KTNN indicate the Navajo Nation. 
And now, Jeff, if I can just make a quick comment about daylight saving time before I hand back to you. It was quite something a week or so ago when the United States Senate unanimously passed a bill which basically would end the practice of moving the clocks forward an hour in the spring and back an hour in the fall throughout the United States. An equivalent bill still has to be passed in the US House of Representatives and then it would have to be formally signed into law by President Biden. But it would appear that next winter would be the last time that we'd put the clocks back in the fall and then forward again this time next year. And when we do so, we would then remain on daylight saving time permanently. Here at KVOH in Los Angeles, we do move our programming on a UTC basis so that it stays at the same local time for North America and Cuba, which all practice daylight saving time currently. But we've made one other change to our programming, and that's on Saturday evenings, North American time, where we now begin the transmission on 9975 kilohertz one hour earlier at midnight UTC Sunday, with the first hour being in Spanish. And in fact, at midnight UTC, it is Dino Boisse with his Frecuencia al Día. La radio es el medio de comunicación que pone al mundo en permanente contacto. Desde este momento, usted está en contacto con Frecuencia, Frecuencia al, día. al Día. Su programa de comunicaciones, tecnologías, radioafición y el maravilloso mundo de las ondas cortas. Frecuencia, Frecuencia al, día. al Día. So Spanish-speaking listeners can hear programming in their own language and have a chance to QSL the station in Spanish. Anyway, that's it. Back to you. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Ray Robinson at KVOH for that report on Navajo Radio in the United States and those changes to KVOH transmissions. Incidentally, uh, if you heard there in the KNDN recording, they mentioned the Four Corners region. This is the only place in the United States where four U.S. states come together at the very same point. They, they intersect. And the four states are Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado. And there's a monument there, sort of a marker, and you can stand on top of it and actually stand in all four states at the same time. I did it myself several, uh, many years ago now. It's a very interesting area, though. It's very close to Monument Valley in Arizona, a beautiful landscape that looks like the moon, I guess, where a lot of Western uh, films were shot. Also, it's very close to Mesa Verde National Park in Colorado, which is um, where there are a lot of adobe houses uh, built by uh, the American Indians many years ago. There are a lot of Indian reservations in the area. The Navajo Nation, incidentally, uses daylight savings time, but the rest of Arizona does not. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, March 7th is the start of the A22 shortwave broadcast season, and many stations are making time and frequency changes. We are making a change here at WRMI in Florida, not because of propagation issues, but because of interference, although it's not interference involving another shortwave station. Instead of me telling you the story, here's Larry DeVoe of the CQ Calling Program, which is aired on WRMI, who provided this summary of the situation. Two frequencies have to be flipped on March 27th. That's the A season for shortwave, okay? That's going to be at 7730 kilohertz, very top, 
Hawaii, South Pacific, Australia, New Zealand, currently at 77.30 kilohertz at 0815 UTC. That's going to change to 77.80 kilohertz. Now, if you look at the one below that, to Europe, North Africa, Middle East, look at that, the Friday frequency, 2115 UTC at 77.80 kilohertz. That frequency, 77.80 kilohertz, look where it's being beamed to. Europe, North Africa, Middle East, from Okeechobee, Florida, right? Get this. For a while in South Florida, on the East Coast, they were wondering why they were hearing interference on their aircraft bands, right? It's just wild. It really is. 132.260 megahertz. 132.260 megahertz. Divide that by 17. No kidding. 17th order harmonic on 7780 kilohertz. So what that the FCC shows up, the FAA shows up at WRMI, and they find it by doing a test transmission at 7780, and just a minor one, right? And they find just a little tiny bit of interference on the aircraft band at 132.260. So what they're doing is they're changing the frequencies over. March 27th, which starts the A season for shortwave, because shortwave does an A and B season. They do it in the spring, that's A. Uh, B is fall, okay, because they have to flip frequencies because, you know, the sun's in different places. So in order to propagate well to different continents, you want to use certain frequencies, right? So they're going to take the 7780 kilohertz frequency, which causes, you know, (laughs) on the 17th order harmonic, some aircraft interference issues on the east coast of Florida, and they're going to flip it and beam it north, west, and south. They're moving it away from the east coast. So it's going to go to Hawaii, South Pacific, Australia, New Zealand now. And then the one that's at 7730 is going to go to Europe, North Africa, and the Middle East. How's that for solving problems on the fly? I thought it was cool. And so we're talking about harmonics today. And harmonics, can you imagine 17th harmonic is just a tiny little bit of interference on, on like the military aircraft frequencies. Oops. That was Larry DeVoe of CQ Calling. So yes, WRMI is switching its transmissions on 7780 and 7730 kHz as of March 27th to avoid interference to local aircraft. Our friend David Iresia in Argentina sends this item via Thomas Witherspoon's SWLing Post about Vatican Radio. On Monday, March 21st, Vatican Radio expanded its Ukrainian and Russian language programs. The increase of shortwave frequencies aims to empower the radio's outreach in its mission to communicate the gospel message and to read current events through this perspective. In addition to the two daily broadcasts, afternoon and evening, in the two languages, the morning programs to Moscow and Kiev will last 20 minutes longer. According to Massimiliano Menichetti, head of Vatican Radio News, the decision was taken with the agreement of the entire management team of the dicastery for communication, at this time when war is raging, in order to better respond to our mission, to bring hope the Pope's words, and the reading of facts through the light of the gospel to the whole world. In these past weeks, he added, thanks to a network of direct contacts that support the work of their reporters, 
They're trying to give comfort to those who are suffering and to ensure timely information. Laudetur Jesus Christus, slava Isusu Christu. Ви слухаєте інформаційний випуск з Ватикану. Папа Франциск провів відеоконференцію з патріархом Кирилом. В рамках другої місії до кордонів України кардинал Майкл Черні відвідав Ужгород. У Ватикані від... The programs of Vatican Radio in 51 languages, including English and Italian, aim to not leave anyone alone, they say, even in the awareness of the power of prayer. The schedule for Vatican Radio's new shortwave broadcasts to Russia and Ukraine in the morning for the A22 season, beginning March 27th, is Ukrainian from 0440 to 0500 UTC on 7260 and 9705 kHz. And Russian, it's followed uh, immediately by Russian, 0500 to 0520 UTC on the same two frequencies, 7260 and 9705 kHz. According to Vatican Radio's current schedule, they also broadcast a Ukrainian liturgy at 0705 UTC on 9645 and 11850 kHz, a Russian program at 1620 UTC on 6185 and 7360, a Belarusian program at 1700 UTC on 6185, and a Ukrainian program at 1740 UTC on 6185 kHz. And some of those frequencies may have changed on March 27th. listening to WaveScan from Adventist World Radio. The broadcasts of Ukrainian radio via WRMI at 0500-0600 UTC are now including English language news segments. Ukrainske radio. Ukraine security issue. 103 children have been killed in Russia's war against Ukraine starting from February 24. The invaders are targeting school and hospitals trying to destroy critical... The frequency for those broadcasts of Ukrainian radio, 7730 kHz at 0500 to 0600 UTC daily. Now let's go to Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia. We begin our program this time. We have some information concerning new shortwave broadcasts which have been introduced to cover the 
areas of Ukraine and um, the effects of the Russian invasion. Here we go. New schedule for the BBC World Service to Russia and Ukraine. 0400 to 0600 on 7370 from Wolferton with 300 kilowatts. Antenna 078 degrees in English to Eastern Europe. 0600 to 0700 on 9745 also from Wolferton. Eastern Europe in English. 0700 to 1900 on 15730 from Wolferton. And 1900 to 2200 on 5875. All 300 kilowatts and antenna 078 degrees. All in English. All frequencies are registered in the Winter HFCC database. The BBC has also registered Russian transmissions on shortwave. This is 1800 to 1830 on 9770 from Wolverton with 750 kilowatts, antenna 066 degrees. Frequency change has also been advised for the politically based brokered station Furusato in Japanese by the Tashkent Uzbekistan Relay Station. The new frequency is 7520, schedule is 1430 to 1500 to Northeast Asia in Japanese. That frequency replaces 7525, 100 kilowatts and 076 degrees. Some information now from our European monitors. Abkhazia, the Abkhaz radio, also known as Apsua radio in Russian, noted on 9534.8 via the Sukumi transmitter. 0530 onwards, transmitter power of 5 kilowatts and non-directional to Central Asia in Russian. Reception of KNLS, the new life station in English. Heard in Europe on 6075. That's by the anchor point transmitter in Alaska. 0800 to 0900 to Southeast Asia in English. 100 kilowatts and the antenna 270 degrees. Austria, extra broadcasts of the Osterreichische Rundfunk on 13730 via the Moosefin transmitter. 1100 1100 to 1200 on 13730 in German 070 degrees antenna and the transmitter 100 kilowatts and 1700 to 1730 new frequency of 0600-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1050-2000-1
using 9600 and uh, federal broadcast of Radio Kuwait in Farsi using 515530-0800-0900 to Western Europe Farsi 250 kilowatts and the antenna 310 degrees Russia, Ukraine, Russian and Ukrainian amateurs noted on the amateur band frequency of 7055 lower sideband from 0830 to 0900 good signals Thailand HSK9 Radio Thailand World Service in Thai very good reception from the Udorn Thani realization station on 17630 1000 to 1030 to the nearer Middle East 250 kilowatts and 300 degrees antenna just a reminder that full detail ADXR QSL cards are available by contacting this address. The URL is simply adxr.org. Give it once again, adxr.org. Thank you very much, Bob. Let me just uh, mention a few reception reports we've received recently here at WaveScan. Gary Paulson says, I heard you this evening from Seattle, Washington. I hear you on my shortwave radios, both home base and my portables, while out on evening walks in the neighborhood. Thank you for broadcasting. He sends us a picture of his home base radio on his nightstand, which is dialed in at 9975 kilohertz. He was hearing wave scan from KVOH. Konstantin Barsenkov in St. Petersburg in the Russian Federation Heard wave scan at 1130 UTC on 15770 kHz with a SINPO of 45444. And John Zachary Alvarez in Das Marinas, Cavite, Philippines, heard wave scan from KSDA in Guam at 1530 UTC on 15530 kHz. He says the signal reception was excellent overall. SINPO 55555. I'm very happy to listen and enjoy AWR WaveScan every week here in the Philippines. Thank you very much to everyone who sends us reception reports here at WaveScan. And we end WaveScan this week with some Navajo music from KNDN in Farmington, New Mexico. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, early radio stations at the Marconi Radio Factory in Chelmsford, England. And our Japan DX report. Several QSL cards are available for WaveScan. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry away scan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. Japan, Philippines, India, Bangladesh, Australia, they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr 
www.awrcards.org. The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong. That's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah.